Micro Megas So my name's Pete and I have a website called DIY Projects with Pete. I love to teach, I love to inspire, and starting a business was something that was always what I wanted to do. Pete's a really friendly guy, who happens to be the last entrepreneur I'll be interviewing this year, and the first person I've met who makes his living as an online content creator. But long before YouTube existed, he got his start with lemonade stands and lawn work. Yeah, when I was a little kid, you know, my parents always had me mow the yard and do chores. And at one point, I eventually, you know, went past the allowance stage and was able to charge an hourly rate uh, just at home. But then I started doing some of my neighbors and some friends. And from that point, I learned that I really enjoyed going out there and hustling and meeting people and kind of making a little bit of extra money so I could buy a toolbox and you know just little things that I wanted. And so from that point I kept doing that and I you know really enjoyed the fact that I was working for myself and I didn't have somebody that was always looking over my shoulder and telling me what to do. Pete grew up in Aberdeen, South Dakota and he went to the University of Nebraska for college. His experience there cemented his desire to be an entrepreneur. So one of the reasons I went to a bigger school, uh, it was the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, uh, home of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, and I went there because I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do, and they had so many different colleges, you know, the arts, arts and sciences, business, and just a, a ton of different programs. And originally, I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist, and my uncle's actually a physical therapist here in Bozeman. And I did some of the training, and I actually did some volunteering at one of the inpatient hospitals. And after about a couple months of doing that, I realized I didn't really think it was for me. And so I actually took a class in the College of Business uh, called Intro to Entrepreneurship 101 with Dr. Terry Sabora. And I remember the first day he goes, I'm going to screw you guys up for life and you're going to become an entrepreneur. <laughs> but it's a good thing, trust me. And he did. He did to a lot of, I mean, he changed a lot of our perceptions on what we thought about starting businesses and entrepreneurship. And yeah, I had had some past experience doing it on a small level, mowing lawns and uh, car detailing and that kind of thing. But he got us to really think about a, a, a new vision uh, and, and just some ideas and kind of the path that we needed to think about to start a, a business that we could scale. And so that's kind of, Dr. Terry Sabora was my big inspiration in college. Pete and his classmates were able to get real-world experience partnering with local businesses, which was strongly influential. Almost the instant he had his diploma, Pete headed for Bozeman, where he had family. He rented a U-Haul the day he graduated, drove to Montana, and got down to business. Thanks to the HGTV channel. Uh, my senior year in college... I watched the HGTV channel a lot, and I saw this show about concrete counters and thought that looked really neat. And so I actually started doing a lot of uh, 
experimenting, trying out these, how to, how to build these counters in my little garage back in college. And then I, I, I found somebody that was doing it locally, professionally, and I asked him if I could work for him for free for about the last four months of college. I, I said, hey. He took that deal. <laughs> <laughs> he did, he loved it. I told him, I will not be your competition. I'm gonna move as soon as I graduate. And so he said, sure. And he's, he was just a great resource. And so immediately when I got here, I started doing concrete counters and I found out it was a lot of work. It was dirty work uh, as far as, you know, you're always working with, you know, concrete <laughs> and it's not a clean material. About a year and a half after starting that, I was a little bit burned out. The economy was not doing so well with uh, things kind of back in, you know, 2009-ish. Yeah, I was going to say this was 2008, 2009, so yeah. <laughs> tough time to start out. Yeah, and so I ended up uh, uh, closing that and starting up a t-shirt printing business. So I was kind of bouncing around, trying different things, figuring out what I liked, what I didn't like. Yeah. and. Uh, you know, that I stayed with for a few years and I uh, got some, some good contracts with that. And uh, yeah, I, at the same point, I always liked to document what I was doing as a young entrepreneur and just sharing, you know, what I was learning and some of the things that I thought would help other young entrepreneurs. And so I started the Think Entrepreneurship website and that's kind of the point where I got into that online side of things. Yeah, had you ever expected that you'd get into the online world or did you just dive in with Think Entrepreneurship and it all grew from there? Yeah, with with thinkentrepreneurship.com, I bought that actually in 2007, just kind of uh, this was, you know, my senior year in college, just trying to inform my fellow classmates of different events that were happening and things going on in the community. And in about 2011, uh, or 2008 actually, I thought, well, you know, like I need to learn and better myself as an entrepreneur. Like maybe I could start interviewing some other people who were successful and being inspired by them and in turn document uh, those interviews, much like we're doing today. Yes, I was going to say, <laughs> so, that, that rings a bell. It seems like I've heard of something like that happening before. <laughs> yeah, but it was so cool. And this is really, really, really neat. Uh, but my, one of my first interviews was with uh, Greg Gianforte, the founder of Right Now Technologies. I had read his book called Bootstrapping Your Business. And at the end, I found his email address. And I was kind of curious if I could email him and if I'd get a response. And literally in 10 minutes, there was a response. Pete, great to hear from you. Thanks so much for reading my book. Let's do an interview. Um, you know, let's, I'll get you set up with my secretary and we'll figure things out from there. So in about two weeks, I was in his conference room and he spent about two hours with me, autographed a copy of his book and basically said, if there's anything I can ever do to help you with your business, please let me know. And at that time I had the t-shirt printing company going as well. And about two weeks later, he put in an order for 5,000 shirts. And that was really, really neat. Pete continued to develop his online presence until eventually transforming into DIY Pete, a website with a combination of online how-to guides and YouTube videos for do-it-yourself projects. Well, I was doing the uh, Think Entrepreneurship and I, I had some experience under my belt of learning how to monetize a website and to make a living and I kind of just was looking for something new. I always loved working with my hands and I loved to teach. And I figured 
maybe there was another avenue I could pursue and share something else that I know with the world. And so I was kind of, I was actually with a buddy and he, and he said, you know, maybe you ought to look at uh, documenting some of these projects that you've been building. I know you like to do it. And I myself would like to learn how to build a dining table or, or, you know, or, or a bed frame, but I don't know how, so maybe you could do it. And so I kind of started building some of my projects. I'd put them on Facebook and on some of the different social platforms. People would see them. And before long, I started doing a couple videos. Some people started watching them. And it was really neat because I figured, wow, wow, like, you know, uh, more people than I thought were going to, were actually watching these. And I can teach a lot more people by creating something once that, uh, you know, instead of teaching every weekend how to build a dining table, I can make one video work really hard on it and then it's up there forever. Uh, so I started doing that. I started making plans uh, and other free resources for people to be able to download and to be able to, you know, essentially read blueprints on how to build these things. And, you know, I, then I, I felt like I could help so many more people that way as opposed to just doing a little uh, teaching session once a week or something like that. How do you feel having that very broad audience, a lot of people watching your stuff, do you actually feel connected to them at all or are they just people on the internet who learn from you? I actually do feel really connected with a lot of the people. Um, I mean, there there are you know lots and lots of folks that do watch the videos and that down the pl download the plans. But one of the best things that I've found has been in-person meetups. And so, for instance, I I did a road trip across the country, and I put on eight thousand miles. I went all over from from Bellingham, Washington to LA to Florida. And in all these different places, I would put on these meetups. I'd just post on Facebook that I was doing a meetup in Nashville or in Pensacola or wherever I was. And people would show up. Like uh, in Nashville, I remember 30 people showed up. All woodworkers, all DIY projects with Pete followers. And it was the neatest thing. I, I would have had no idea that I could have done that. Uh, or that that many people would have shown up uh, just because they followed the channel. And it was just a neat thing because we all could get together. We all had similar, you know, passions for woodworking and just uh, creating projects. Uh, so a, a lot of what I do gets to actually be in person. Um, and then, you know, I have a lot of connections in, you know, emails back and forth with people who watch, with people who have questions or... Uh, people that just want to say thank you for the free plans or, or whatever it is. But people who build the projects, it seems like they sometimes have a new form of confidence because they've created something, learned something new, and now they get to share that with friends and family and they, they send me photos of what they've made. And, and it's just really cool to know that you've made uh, a little bit of a difference in somebody else's life. The time finally came for me to ask the big question, though. How do you actually make money online? Well, that's one of the questions that I do get from the vast majority of people. They look at me and they say, oh, you're a blogger or a YouTuber or a content creator, whatever it is. How the heck do you make money? And then they don't think that you can make much money if you do. But you can if you work really hard at it. I've been at this for a long time, you know. 
and I've had my DIY website for five years now. And there are different ways. One of them would be through sponsored posts. That was one of my first ways that I monetized my website. And that was where people or companies basically would give me X amount of dollars to be able to have an ad on my website or to put a link in a post of mine that went to their website. So that's kind of one way. And the more traffic you get, the more these different uh, sponsors will pay you. Another way is through affiliate marketing, which is one of my top revenue sources. And that essentially is when you are promoting another company and putting a link on your website that drives traffic to theirs, and then you get a commission. And so one of the ways that I got started was promoting software companies because a lot of people that would come to my DIY website maybe you know they were selling something building something of their own selling it on etsy Uh, but i also talked about different software they could use so if you want to set up an online store you have to use a shopping platform for instance shopify or big commerce and you also need a website and so you need hosting which also is something that you need to buy and so i was recommending those services and in turn if i would recommend one of those services that i actually believed in and used myself and really did recommend, I would get a commission. And those commissions are somewhere between 50 to $150 for software. And then the other way that I do that for my DIY website is for every project you're building, you need tools. You need a miter saw, you need jigsaw, whatever it might be. And so if they want to buy them, I recommend them on sites like Home Depot or Amazon, and then I send them that way and get a commission back from that. So I really enjoy that because it's it's very passive, and so somebody can click on that link at two in the morning, and I'm still able to make revenue from that. Creating a link or a piece of content that can continue to bring you revenue for weeks and even years after its creation does sound like a smart move. Pete mentioned that one of the resources that helped him to learn to do this effectively was Smart's Passive Income. Yep, I actually came across this website in 2011 called smartpassiveincome.com with Pat Flynn. He is one of my biggest inspirations and teachers of online business, and so he got me into that. And then um, other ways to make money are, for instance, advertisements on your website. So I have basically... uh, ad agency that sets ads on my website and that generates revenue each month uh, and that the paycheck that you get is determined by the number of page views to your website and then for YouTube if you're on that platform those little banners at the bottom you know or those little commercials that you have every 10 minutes that's one way that people that create content on YouTube are making money so advertisements again and then digital products are a big thing and when i say digital products i'm talking about things that you can fulfill digitally where somebody can buy it online and it automatically gets sent to them yeah as opposed to a t-shirt or a book or something physical exactly and so ebooks uh, online courses and downloadable plans or pdfs those are all great things to be able to monetize and and you can, the fun thing is, is say you have, you know, a, a $99 online course. Well, 
it really doesn't take that many customers to be able to reach some of those different you know revenue goals that you might have and it's it's fun to kind of create a chart and to see you know how much do i need to make uh, or how many uh, courses do i need to sell to make six figures this year uh, or whatever your goal might be and so that's that's another way and um you know donations i take donations on my website and every day over 200 some plans are downloaded and so uh, that's that th they have the option to donate for those plans and so even though you'd think a lot of people would take them for free there's sometimes I'll get people you know sending me a hundred dollars or fifty dollars or twenty the most common is probably a dollar to five dollars but you know people want to say thank you a lot of times for free things they don't want them for free actually and they there there's a lot of good people out there so so that's just another way but yeah, it's kind of a lot of different parts coming together that will form a full-time income. And let's say someone's just sort of, maybe they've dabbled in some blogging, they're just trying to start out in this area. What would be the easiest place for them to just start doing a little something, trying to do a little bit of advertising marketing? How can they get the basics rolling? Well, I'd say some, get, get some of the basics by following some of those free podcasts like the Smart Passive Income podcast. That's a really good resource. There's so many free re, free resources out there, and then I would I would say to figure out you know kind of come up with a plan, and then buy a domain, get a website set up, and I like to call your website as kind of a home base, right? That's where I always try and get people to come back to. So if they're on YouTube, I try and get get them to come back to my website because that is where I can you know teach them more, I can give them content, they might sign up for something that requires an email address, um, they might click on links, they might buy things. And so I would set up that website as your home base and create some valuable content that's going to help somebody else um, because otherwise nobody's gonna come to your website if you're not creating information that's answering people's questions and ultimately helping others. Over 300 hours of video are uploaded to YouTube every minute. I asked Pete to discuss how someone can stand out in this constant stream of content. You know, it's crazy how much content's going up on a daily basis. And I think, you know, everybody's asking me, is it too late to start a, a podcast or a YouTube channel? It seems like everybody's doing it. And in my mind, it's kind of like I do feel like everybody's doing DIY YouTube channels, for instance, but then I talk to 99.9% .9 of the rest of Bozeman and there might be one person, right? So, you know, it's, it's all relative, but I, I would say that you're going to stand out because you are your own unique person. You have your own personality and somebody is going to resonate with you. You're not going to resonate with everybody but you're probably going to find a niche of people that love the style of your videos or that love the, the way that you teach. And so I think if you are yourself, if, if you're a funny um, person, <laughs> you know, and you make people laugh, um, make sure that you're, you know, telling jokes and, and just being yourself. Uh, and so if you are yourself and if you are consistent about it, if you, for instance, have a set schedule and you put out your content on a routine basis, I think that's the way to, way to do it. And 
a lot of people will give up probably you know 99% actually will start a blog and then never do anything or never grow it because they don't see positive changes but I think if you stick with it over time that's where you're going to see the benefits and what kind of person do you think is going to be successful be able to stick with it I think somebody who is very transparent and who is motivated who likes to teach you know being an online creator you're putting yourself out there a lot more than somebody who's not creating content so you have to be willing to share your life with the world <laughs> right and part of that involves being very transparent and you know sharing things about your home or your family or your struggles, um, your wins. There's, there's all different as aspects, so you do have to be willing to do that. You know, you also have to, I think, enjoy teaching and inspiring, right? Um, and so, so that will play a big role. And then I think you have to be passionate about what you do because if you're not, it's gonna show. If I didn't like woodworking, I think I'd do. I'd have a crappy YouTube channel, <laughs> and so yeah, definitely being somebody who is really enjoying what they're doing, who you know, even if something doesn't go well in a project, is still willing to share it. People love seeing mistakes because it makes them realize that this person who creates these like really cool videos or whatever it might be isn't perfect either. We're none of us are perfect. We're all just human beings, right? Um, and so I think, yeah, just being transparent, be, being willing to put yourself out there and being able to uh, work hard are all just great characteristics of somebody who might be really good at creating content online. Have you made any big mistakes? What, what mistakes have you made that you'd want to advise people against making? One of the you know, biggest things that I, I've done myself and that I've seen other people do is run from one thing to another. I constantly seeing people that think there's greener grass here when they should be really, you know, fertilizing their own grass, watering it, and, and just making it beautiful so that they have the best lawn in the area. And so I think part of that includes persistence um, and, and just sticking with it because if you, start something and you don't see success right away and you just you know you get down about it you're going to run to something else and that next thing is probably going to go the same way so just find something you like stick with it and i think good things will eventually happen so that would be one of the mistakes that i see that you can in turn turn around and make it a positive by being persistent about it well, thank you so much for sitting down with me today, Pete. If people want to find out a little bit more about you, where can they find your content? Well, thanks for having me on, Eli. I really appreciate it and um, had a, a blast getting to be on your podcast. If anyone is interested in checking out some of the things that I'm working on, you can check out DIY Projects with Pete on YouTube. You can just search that or go to DIYPete.com and um, shoot me an email uh, if you have any questions that I can help answer it's pete at diypete.com I love to talk with other uh, local people in the community and entrepreneurs and uh, hopefully uh, learn from from you guys and maybe I can teach you something too I would like to thank the city of Bozeman 
particularly the Public Library and Office of Economic Development, for giving me the opportunity to create this podcast. Additional thanks to Montana Campus Compact and to Gallatin Valley Community Radio for broadcasting the show. Tune your radios to KGVM 95.9 and give them a listen. Original music was provided by the benevolent Jeffrey Lackman, a friend. Feel free to leave a comment. I'd love to hear how you think we can make this better. Subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. And if you're an entrepreneur in the city of Bozeman, or you know an entrepreneur in these parts, let me know. Maybe your story can be the next retail. I can be contacted by email at vista at bozeman.net. That's V-I-S-T-A at bozeman.net.